This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, 6th of October. In your Squiz today, a delicate meeting in Canberra, Brittany Higgins' harrowing evidence, a big missile contest in Korea, and the Blues are a call-in again. This is your Squiz today. Claire, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will greet his Solomon Islands counterpart Manasseh Sogavare in Canberra today for the first time since they had a productive meeting at the Pacific Islands Forum in Fiji in July. Despite that positive in-person interaction, though, the relationship between Australia and Sogavare remains strained. And that's primarily over the Solomons' controversial security pact with China and awkwardness over our offer to pay for their upcoming election. There's a few issues, that's for sure. Uh, And there's a new one to add to the list too after the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, known as ASPE, uh, released a report yesterday saying that Chinese officials have been running a coordinated disinformation campaign in the Solomon Islands against Australia, Taiwan and the United States. One specific claim was that those nations instigated the violent riots in the capital Honiara late last year. Uh, and also Australia was painted as colonialist bullies. Uh, So it's potentially very damaging stuff. But the reports say that the locals weren't actually buying it. Despite the publishing of heaps of misleading articles, they were only shared by Solomon Islanders on social media a handful of times, and most of the comments were anti-China. But looking to today, Albanese will be joined by Foreign Minister Penny Wong and Defence Minister Richard Miles for the meeting with Sogavare before having dinner at the lodge. And as you know, the more the merrier, uh, because Sogavare is regarded as an interesting character. Uh, One expert describes him as intelligent, emotional and quite paranoid. Uh, So that's not necessarily an easy guest to host. Uh, But Sogavare does seem to be interested in strengthening ties with the West. Last week, he signed off an agreement along with the United States and 13 other Pacific nations, uh, promising to work together to ensure a peaceful and democratic region. Yes, Prime Minister Albanese is likely hoping for the best today and says he's looking forward to engaging with Sogavare to work on building a strong and prosperous Pacific region based on principles of transparency, respect and partnership. Staying in Canberra, Claire, there's been some pretty graphic evidence given in the highly anticipated trial of former federal Liberal staffer Bruce Lerman, who is accused of raping Brittany Higgins inside Parliament House in 2019. The focus so far has been the interviews that Higgins gave to authorities last year when she made a formal complaint against Lerman. Uh, And late yesterday, she started her turn in the witness box. Uh, What she said was that Lerman tried it on with her and was rebuffed a couple of weeks before the alleged assault. And on that night, she says that she got 
and this is the quote, beyond schoolies drunk, uh, which is to say that she got very, very drunk uh, with a group of colleagues uh, that included Lawman uh, before accepting a lift home with him. It was a detour to their Parliament House office where she says she passed out and then came to during the rape uh, and she talked about the difficulty in reporting what she says happened. The hearing so far has been setting out Higgins' side of the story, but Lerman's team will make their case to the jury in the coming days. He said that no sexual activity occurred, consensual or otherwise, so there's definitely a lot more to come. Claire, most of the international news is still focused on Ukraine, but tensions also appear to be escalating closer to home after four missiles were fired off the Korean peninsula's east coast yesterday during a joint drill by the militaries of South Korea and the United States. American officials say that that was a protest against the provocations by the North uh, after North Korea launched a ballistic missile over Japan for the first time since 2017. That happened on Tuesday. North Korea has been accelerating its weapons testing program in recent times, uh, particularly during those joint military drills that are held by Japan, South Korea and the United States. So it's tit for tat with a very dangerous edge to it. President Joe Biden and his Japanese and South Korean counterparts are planning a long-term response to North Korea. But with denuclearization talks off the cards, analysts say there's little that can be done to halt the weapons tests. Claire, it feels like barely a day goes by that we don't talk about Elon Musk. And here we are again, (laughs) because the world's richest man caused a bit of whiplash yesterday after he said he would follow through with the 44 billion US dollar deal to buy Twitter after all. Yep, Musk was due in court later this month after Twitter launched legal action. Uh, That was over his attempt to terminate the deal. And that came to a head when Musk wanted to find out the number of bot accounts on the social media platform. Also not helping matters was Twitter's falling share price, but Musk seems to have changed his mind again, and that sent Twitter's share price soaring by more than 20% and certainly heading back towards the price that underpins the deal. Responding to the furore yesterday, Musk tweeted, "'Buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app.'" No one really knows what X is yet, so the saga continues. And speaking of the dangers of the virtual world, Claire, yourself and Kate have made an excellent Squiz shortcut this week, looking at the Optus data hack and cyber safety in general. So I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. Claire, there seems to be endless reimaginings of classic TV and film at the moment, which can feel a bit repetitive. 
But one reboot that has us, or at least me, genuinely <laughs> excited is the resurgence of Frasier as Paramount Plus confirmed a new 10-episode series yesterday. Claire, will you be tuning in with your tossed salads and scrambled eggs? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to need to if you and I are going to have something to talk about when <laughs> this comes on. You're very excited about it. I am and- very excited. <laughs> and look, for those not familiar with the show, it was a spin-off from the 80s sitcom Cheers. It ran from 1993 to 2004 and it centred around Dr. Fraser Crane, uh, who's a Seattle-based radio psychiatrist. Uh, and of course, it's not a sitcom without some interesting family and friends. Uh, but it was quite different to the other shows. It had some really highbrow jokes about opera and wine. I imagine that's what you really got into, <laughs> Siobhan. <laughs> and it was also very successful. It won 37 Emmy Awards during its run, which was a record at the time. Yes, and I'm not the only one and the popularity of the show hasn't waned because I know that many fans like myself are excited about its return. I will convert you, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know much yet about the new plot or cast except that Kelsey Grammer will return as Frasier but in a new city. And in the meantime, you can catch up on all 11 seasons on 10 Peach or several of the streaming services, so there's no excuses. (laughs) Well, there's Christmas sorted. (laughs) Claire, you and I both love a bit of tech, but a running joke at Google Japan seems to have been taken a bit far with the release of a novelty keyboard. It's called the Gboard Stick. And basically what they've done is put the keys end to end so that it's one long, thin keyboard. Uh, One of the tech writers said that it looks a bit like a piano keyboard and that just gave me a flashback to my dreaded piano lessons as a kid, (laughs) so I don't like it at all. Yeah, I'm not sure how practical a five-foot-long keyboard would be in our tiny office, (laughs) but if you do want to resurrect your piano playing days, I'm down for playing it together anytime you fancy. (laughs) Yeah, take a rain check on that. I'll go for (laughs) Frasier, but take a rain check on the piano. Squiz the day, Claire, and it's the 133rd anniversary of the opening of the original Moulin Rouge Theatre in Paris in 1889. Have you been? I have been to the outside of it. I don't think that really counts. But uh, the fabulous Bryce Corbett at Squiz Kids is married to the fabulous Shay, and she's a Queenslander who danced at the Moulin Rouge, and he's even written a book about it. So I reckon we can claim that as something very close to us. I'm a bit like you. I had the chance to go one and stood outside, but I was with my mum and we both decided it might be a bit awkward. That's it from us today, but we will be back tomorrow to see out your week. So chat to you then. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women, and together, honour their legacies.